You're listening to Mystic Magic, exploring our spirit to understand our lives. I'm Celeste A. Frazier, your hostess. I'm an ordained New Thought minister who embraces all faiths. I've pastored a few spiritual communities, written a few books, performed in various media. I write, produce, and perform. I am a visioning facilitator, a diversity, equity, and inclusion facilitator. And with Mystic Magic, we explore amazing guests to find out what the divine reveals through us and how we may benefit from this magnificence. Stay tuned. This is Mystic Magic, exploring our spirit to understand our lives. Hey, hey, Mystic Magic podcast fans, we are in for a treat today because today my guest is Jay Rooney. Jay is a copywriter, a content strategist, communications consultant, and a marketing professor based in the San Francisco Bay Area. He's on a mission to spread the power of effective communication to every corner of the business world. Jay leverages the power of storytelling so clients and employers can more effectively sell their products or services and persuade their stakeholders on key issues and create an authentic connection between their employees, their customers, and any of their shareholder groups. Jay has over 14 years of experience in journalism, marketing, and communications across multiple industries and has worked with companies of all types, sizes, and cultures. Throughout his career, he's been commended for his creative abilities, including his uniquely personable and persuasive writing style. He also possesses a keen and strategic mindset. He crafts thorough and effective communication strategies. Jay has a proven track record of generating growth in marketing, public relations, and social media campaigns. His clients and colleagues praise his responsiveness, professionalism, and commitment to quality. Welcome, Jay, to Mystic Magic. Thanks for having me, Celeste. Happy to be here. So what got you interested in the game world? So I remember the moment it started, and it's actually my earliest memory. It was 1989, and I was unwrapping a present for my birthday, and it was a Nintendo Entertainment System. I was four years old. And the rest, as they say, is history. It's uh, been a big fixture in my life ever since. Okay. So in all of this love of games and discovery about the relationship with the world and games, and what is the point of view that you're looking through that brings you to the idea that the world is influencing the game world and the games are influencing the world? Well, it's like any piece of media, right? In that it doesn't, no single game uh, occurs in a vacuum, right? Much like how no single movie occurs in the background or no single novel uh, occurs in a, in a vacuum, not background, in a vacuum. Mm -hmm. And this, it's especially so because uh, video games are a collaborative medium. Uh, nothing occurs in a vacuum and uh, games are no exception. And it's, it's, it's even more so with games because games are a collaborative medium. It's not like, say, like with a, a novel or a painting, right, where it's usually like one person 
uh, bringing their vision to life. Uh, a game is more like a movie in that sense. There's a lot of moving parts and there's big teams of people with very defined roles to play. And they're each also, you know, and they're bringing their perspective to the process just as much as uh, the game designer would, which would be the equivalent of a director in a movie, right? And movies are actually a very apt kind of analog for games because they have a lot in common. Uh, they're both visual media. Uh, they're both highly immersive. They're collaborative media, right? So they're made by teams of people and each team member, you know, leaves their fingerprints on the final project. And the trajectory of video games as kind of a, as a nascent ascendant medium really closely tracks and mirrors that of film in its early days. When first it was kind of a, like a cool novelty, then there were the moral panics, and eventually people start taking it seriously. And then, you know, and now it like it's not even an argument, right? It's where our, our movies are. It's like, of course, of course they are, right? Like no one would think to question that, right? Video games aren't quite there yet. And that's why I publish my newsletter because I do want to educate both the wider world about the artistic uh, narrative and educational merits of video games. And also to educate my fellow gamers on all these you know, new ways of looking at their favorite games that they might not have thought of before. Well, it's certainly a big industry. I'm just wondering what made you come up with the title Game and Word? What is the association you're making there? Yes. So uh, it's a pun on Game and Watch, which was a line of handheld gaming consoles that Nintendo released in the early 1980s. But then it also sums up the newsletter perfectly. It's a bunch of words about games. Okay. So uh, it, it encapsulates what it is quite neatly. So you say that you present deep and complex subjects. What kind of uh, subjects are deep and complex that you approach with your game company? Yeah. So just to give you an example, like before the holidays, I wrapped up a four-part series on iconic game series uh, called Prono Series. And it's about time travel. So talk about Things like, like destiny, fate, choice, free will, the very nature of time itself. You know, real brain twisters. <laughs> well, it's certainly exploratory, right? It, it gives you a lot of, of territory to cover, right? So you had something interesting. You said why you should encourage your teen to play Fortnite all day long. Most people are trying to get their kids to stop playing games. What is your position there? What brought you to that conclusion? Well, there's two parts to the answer. The first is that I was one of those teens who played games all day long. And I like to think I turned out at least reasonably well-adjusted. And then the second is, you know, that line's a little clickbaity, but I really want to kind of like shock people out of, you know, like if something's like kind of going on or something goes wrong, like it's, you know, I want to get people out of the habit of instinctually or reflexively blaming the game first, right? When usually the game itself isn't the issue. But if your teen is playing Fortnite all day, it's because Fortnite is fulfilling a need 
that not getting fulfilled in other areas of their life, right? Mm -hmm. And that is what you should be focusing on. You know, and again, I'm, I'm, I'm not a therapist, you know, like as shouldn't be construed as psychological advice or anything, but it's true, you know, if, uh, if, if their needs, if their social needs, if their kind of like creative needs, if their need for comfort and, and, and security are, are being met at home, then they're, they're going to turn to games. So why Fortnite in particular? Well, I say Fortnite because it's the big, you know, it's kind of the big thing amongst, you know, the kids these days. And it's gotten so much media coverage that it's, it's instantly recognizable, right? Even if you don't play games yourself. So right, so it was just an easy example. Okay. And then I'll, uh, I'll bite on your position of why video games will save the world. How's that playing out for us? Well, because video games as a storytelling vehicle are unprecedented in their potential and their potential power. And this is because they are the only mass medium in which the audience is a direct participant in the story, right? So they're not passively kind of absorbing and taking it all in, right? As they, as they would in literally any other medium, they're actually in it. Right. And so it's much more immersive. And thanks to these wonderful little things in our heads called mirror neurons, when you hear a story or see a story, your brain responds because of these mirror neurons, their brain responds as if you were the one experiencing the story instead of the protagonist. Right. And this is true with any, it's true with movies, it's true with novels, it's true with campfire stories. And it's especially true with video games because you're literally the protagonist, right? So video games have a really unique opportunity to instill empathy and to communicate people's stories, right? And and different viewpoints and perspectives. And if, if you ask me, I think that's the one thing the world needs most right now is more empathy, well, I was just mentioning earlier when I was hearing about 12-year-old who stabbed his sister, nine-year-old sister to death, and I started thinking about some of the video games that are violent, and then I kind of flashed back about 14 or 15 years ago uh, when this game called Wild Divine came out, and I was very intrigued by it because it required meditative practices, it required a stillness as opposed to kind of the agitation that you find in quite a number of the games, at least at that time. And so I wanted to encourage that amongst the teens that I had influence over at the time so that they could align their spiritual path with um, the tools that they have mastered, you know, they're you know, creating games and programs and all of this so that you know, there could be a more peaceful way to approach life, to be able to use some innate skills like breathing to to win the game as opposed to, you know, having to manipulate. Like, we're so programmed to manipulate life. So how do you see spirituality as 
taking a central part in the game world? So uh, yeah, wonderful question. And this is another reason I, I write my newsletter is because there's this whole other side to games that we don't really hear about or that mainstream audiences don't really hear about. And those are games that are built around a wholesome ethos, right? There are games that literally encourage mindfulness, you know, like like Wild Divine that, that you mentioned, but there's also games that are that tell beautiful stories about subjects like like grief and and loss and relationships and you know, existentialism and kind of like the more deeper, more fundamental topics, right? You know, like the ones that do like that deal with the spirit, right? So yeah, there are tons and tons of video games where you never pick up a gun and you you know you never shoot anybody or trick anyone or or anything. In fact, there's a whole genre or I would say category of of games uh, called cozy games, and and it's exactly what it sounds like, right? You know, it's a th- games that feel cozy. Perfect example would be uh, Animal Crossing: New Horizons, which became real, which launched and became really popular right as lockdown started in like late March of 2020. And the timing was cosmic in how perfect it was because it was exactly what a lot of people needed. And it turned out to be very therapeutic for people because the, the whole premise of the game is you go to a desert island with a bunch of you know walking you know like like animal woodland critters and you build it up you know and you build your house and the town square and you tend to your garden and you 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 fish and pick fruit and that's pretty much what you do right doesn't sound like it'd be a a fun game but it turns out that it's actually it actually is So in terms of your personal journey, Mystic Magic always asks the question, is there a mystical moment that changed your life? And so I'm asking you that. Can you think of a mystical moment that changed your life? Yeah, absolutely. I would say the mystical moment that most changed my life, and this is probably a little premature, but I predict it'll this will still hold true because it only happened about a month ago that statement will still hold true uh 10 years from now was you know when i my first successful uh, angelic invocation was a real eye-opener in many ways and i haven't quite looked at the world the same way since what's what's different well just knowing that there's more to the world than what we see every day right you know that there's mystery in the world and things that we may not be aware about and sound fantastical. But in my my experience, at least, unless I've really gone off the deep end, uh, in my experience, you know, art is is real. And, you know, it's like, yeah, once once you've gotten a glimpse of that, it just opened the doors to my perception so much and, you know, in a way that can't go back on, right? You know, like once those doors are open, you know, I don't think I can, I don't think I'll be able to shut them, nor would I want to, because it's really, it's wonderful. Can you say more about how things shifted for you? I think I'm more relaxed about 
but so, you know, I, you know, I'm diagnosed with, with anxiety and it's, it's something I've been struggling with my whole life and hasn't been nowhere near as acute as it's been. I find myself worrying a lot less about things like, you know, if I get into the car, like, am I going to wreck? Like, you know, like, or, you know, is something going to happen to my family? Is this something, you know, like, and I would be like, I, like to the point I would get panic attacks sometimes when I'd like get behind the wheel, just which has not happened since. And there's a, a certain more Zen, I wouldn't call it like, I wouldn't say I'm like, I've attained enlightenment necessarily, you know, but I think that there's a certain Zenness to my inner voice and, and my thought process. So more at peace. Yeah. Peace. And it's not to say I don't, I still don't get annoyed at, at stuff. Right. You know, but it's, it doesn't rattle me as, as much as, as it used to. It's like night and day. Sounds like growth. Yeah. Well, Jay, thanks for coming on Mystic Magic and sharing the game world with us. And I'm knowing that what you're doing is trying to bring more depth to something that seems pretty frivolous. And so I bless you for your, the outcome being great and greater than you've imagined. And uh, thanks for coming to Mystic Magic. I, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. And um, oh, I just uh, wanted to also invite you and any of your listeners, I'm actually going to start a series on video games and mysticism and magic, probably starting next month. So where can people find you? It's a game and word. So all spelled out, all one word, dot substack.com. All right. Thank you. This is Mystic Magic, exploring our spirit to understand our lives. Thank you for tuning in today. Be sure to check out our show notes for more information about today's episode. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and all of your favorite podcast venues. This is Mystic Magic, exploring our spirit to understand our lives. <laughs>